Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the gaming community. And if you saw him, there we go. This Diddy along with Howdy, me. Folks. Uh, we're minus a J-Dimes because he has a work thing going on. Uh, but we are here nonetheless live at twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu. Um, we are here on what is today? October 5th. Holy cow. 2020 uh, bringing you episode 88. Uh, and today uh, Blizzard steps out of the shadows for a little bit longer and video games uh, being are being used for good. Yes, maybe. Uh, Sony goes all Sony with play, with PS5 hands-on and throwing the Japanese gamers under the X-Bus. <laughs> oh, Diddy. Oh, that puns. was good. Oh, that was I don't good. know. I, I'd argue that. Uh, <laughs> all that positive discussion on where Cloud Gaming is uh, headed uh, minus a J-Dime on this episode of Joystick and Mouse. Um, Diddy, before we get started, I want you to take a look at something behind me. Okay? Do you see it? You see it? Uh, it's hard to see on, on Twitch, I'm realizing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I got myself a secret live chair. This thing is kind of rad uh, because it is super fancy and comfortable. Um, and it is uh, very leathery. And I built it myself using the instructions and pre-made materials that they gave me. <laughs> um, this thing is great, by the way. Secret Lab is in no way endorsing this Uh me saying that i'm i'm actually a genuine fan of this this thing has so much control uh between the lumbar support all the little knickknacks the way that i can wait hold on ah you see i the podcast listeners can't see because they're not watching live on twitch but yeah. i actually leaned back in this thing there's there's nothing like a good chair i've i've had this one about four or five years now and i i just love it um i have a dx racer which is sort of uh, probably maybe the pre precursor. It was the big chair yes. before Secret Labs. I uh, yeah yeah oh yes yeah you, that's right. You have a DX racer. I remember actually now. Um, I was originally looking at a DX racer because you have it, and then everybody was just raving about the Secret Labs, and I just started looking at them, and everything I saw about them were amazing. And but honestly, it's I, I'm great. I'm a little angry with you. Oh why? I'm a little upset with you. No, don't say it. Because you did not get the Black Knight Edition. How did you get a Secret Labs chair and not get the Black Knight Edition? First of all, it's a Dark Knight. Whatever. Okay. Dark so, Knight. Uh, if you were here last but, week, you know that there was uh, there was a whole argument last week, uh, pre-show about me getting the the Dark Knight chair or not, uh, and and that I all these wild accusations that I don't like Batman. First of all, why don't like you Batman? like Batman? Why don't you like Batman? Second of all, don't put words in my mouth. And three, <laughs> this one was like hundred dollars less. Hundred bucks less. Dad. It's amazing. Dad I get. <laughs> it's amazing what they do to like mark up that uh, that premium. They put man. that bat logo on there, man. It, it's uh, it's premium. That's wild, dude. By the way, shout out to Cloud Gator in chat. Uh, thanks for joining us. He says ANTP's finest. That's right. We're a couple of veterans thank you, from sir. America's thank you, thank Podcaster. You, um, thanks for being here. And you can join live as well every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu. Um, Diddy, uh, there's another note here talking about how you're old. Now, we all know this, but but why has it been reaffirmed to you? Uh, so this was one of those weeks. So uh, some people know from, from following me that, that I'm a metalhead. I like my loud rock and roll. And I have listened to a great deal of it over my lifetime. And especially in my youth, I guess 
I used to go to concerts all the time. Probably been to over three, four hundred shows, easy. Um, so my wife and I were having a discussion this week, and I went online and took a couple of tests, and my hearing is just god awful. Huh? In the uh, uh, basically above. 4k i hear about a third of what i should that's not good so so what's the next step then so they are on order they come this week i had to get hearing aids oh, look at you uh so, are you looking but, forward to it uh, i'll be i'm looking forward to being able to hear everything so i do know that like if i'm in a like in a crowded setting and somebody's talking to me, I can't hear them. I can't pick out what they're saying as opposed to anything else. Here's the really cool thing is, these are not your grandparents' hearing aids. Of course not. They're Bluetooth enabled. <laughs> you can use them, like if somebody calls you, you can take a phone call with them. It's it's oh just like- Oh my God, a, that's so cool. That's so you too. That's so that's Yeah, so I mean, it's it's not, not the same. Um, it's a company, called um uh uh freely um and they do they you take the test over over the internet they have a consultant once you get them you have a video chat with the consultant and they tell you about using them and and all that that kind of stuff but uh yeah it's a uh, a lot of abuse over the years just finally caught up with me <laughs> i'm waiting for that in about 20 years myself so yeah, I mean it's it it's one of those things. You listen to loud music long enough, and I was listening to a lot it. of loud music, and I I play a lot of loud music, and that's yep. just that's just what it is. I'll tell you this: my um, uh, we have a family friend that was trying on hearing aids, and he had no idea what he was missing until he tried them on, and he said it literally brought tears to his eyes because of how well he could hear. Like I, I believe it. There's a lot of stuff that I know that I yeah. miss now, uh, especially you know, like like Beck's talking to me or uh, or something. And I like if I'm in the office and she's downstairs and there's something going here, I can't understand anything she says from downstairs. So, Jeez, man. So yep, it's it's a it, it it's one of those things. Is what it is. Well, you know, you, sort of sucks, but. At least you've come to terms with it and you've accepted what it is because yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't uh, people I know who are older than you that won't uh, that won't go through that or they'll just I, stubbornly not wear their hearing aids because they feel old wearing them. Well, guess what? You're well, so. these are not the same. You can't see these. They're just a little tube and a little thing that goes in your ear and a thing tucks behind your ear and you actually can't see them. Really? They're really, really not noticeable nice when nice. you're wearing them so we'll see how it goes um it's not something i think i'll wear all the time like with headphones on it wouldn't make any it's, it's right redundant right. Make any sense, right. well very cool uh right. glad so, to hear it though that you're that you're on that direction i think that'll be really good is what it is and quality of life is more important than the vanity so true that true that well, Diddy, we have some uh, we have some All news right. to jump into. Let's go ahead and get started with it. 
with our very first news segment. Here we go. It's time for the news. Blizzard announced today that World of Warcraft Shadowlands won't make its October 27th release date. The developer still plans to release expansion sometime before the end of 2020, but doesn't have a new release date to announce yet. So we're okay with this. Um, we have talked about this multiple, multiple times on the show. Yeah. I would rather get it late and get it right than get a piece of crap game. Because, yep. uh, you know, the, the old adage of um, a late good game, uh, people will enjoy that. People will never forgive a bad game on time. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Well, and especially a company like Blizzard, and it's funny because we were just talking about this on the other on the show the other day. Um, I I feel like, and we talk, this is kind of coming off the tails of us talking about Mike Morheim and him leaving uh, Blizzard and all that. I mean, setting all that aside, you know, Blizzard has been critiqued lately. Like, what happened to the company that didn't? just put shit out just to put out and you know appease the stockholders etc i think that a little bit of that is kind of coming back maybe um i also have i've seen a ton of uh, a ton of comments from people on twitter like you know asmongold and bellular and like some others that are big personalities in the wild realm talking about how they've had personal conversation with blizzard employees saying we're not ready. This thing is not ready. We need to like yeah. hold off. So hearing this was not surprising because they kind of let the cat out of the bag, maybe a little bit on that. But but that said, just to echo, I am totally good with this. First and foremost, I am most interested in let's get a quality product out. Uh, this is a very important expansion for for players kind of coming off of Battle for Azeroth and some of the letdown that the community has felt about that. I personally enjoyed that. Um, I, I enjoyed Battle for Azeroth. Um, I thought Azeroth, I thought this was fine. I, yeah. I enjoyed this one. And, and uh, that said, you know, it, I think for a lot of people, they're looking forward to some of the ways that they're doing the unpruning, the the new leveling experiences, stuff like that. There's a lot of goodness to look forward to. There's a lot of frustrations that people still have around the covenants. Um, some of the, um, oh God, the, the term just slipped my mind. The conduits, the conduit abilities. Yeah, the conduits, yeah. The conduits and some of that, right? So perhaps there's more tweaking around there, but I think it's even more baseline foundational stuff that they're really leaning into right now. So I wish the Blizzard yeah, team all the best in this time. This is going to be rough. Yeah, like I know one of the tweaks that they're making is it was so your conduit is sort of like your heart of Azeroth where you could um, redo the talents on it. Um, I know they're not called talents, but you could redo the things that were, were imbued into that uh, that system. You could only redo those once a week. Yeah. I mean, that was just, uh, that was. That's really I know that they're redoing that. Well, they're so trying to make it more they're, often. They're trying to emphasize um, 
they want the choice to matter. The weight which I of understand. these choices. Yeah. And that and that really comes across with the covenants where, you know, I think like now you can they've kind of let up on that where you can switch your covenant, but there's a lot that is at stake when you do that. I think that the more player agency that you give, the better. So if any opportunity that you can give people a chance to play the way that they want to play in a way that's fair and balanced is great. That is really hard to do. That's, that's really hard. Really to do. hard to do. So especially I, uh, when you're yeah you're talking about completely new systems, completely new gameplay. They're doing a complete level sw uh, squish, so all the numbers are different. They don't really have anything to go off of. So all they have is the beta test. I even know even during beta, I haven't played it very much, but even I've run into bugs where. I couldn't turn in a quest or uh, uh, when I, one of them, I was supposed to kill this thing. I hit it for about 15 minutes and it still didn't lose any health. It was, you know, um, I've run into stuff like that in this too. And it just wasn't ready. Just, just, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad they're, they're holding it. I'm glad they're waiting. You know, let, let's get, let's get a good game. Yeah. The, uh, and on that note, I actually ended up getting a uh, beta test. A whole bunch of other keys went out, and I got that email saying, hey, you're invited to come play Shadowlands. And um, usually I get beta keys, so Blizzard, I don't know what's up with that. I'm kind of offended. Yeah. I but, but frankly, I didn't have a whole lot of desire to play this beta because I'm looking forward to this expansion and kind of jumping in with fresh eyes. That said, I really think... I don't know, like part of me wants to be a responsible community member, jump in and start like helping them figure out the game, uh, so provide feedback. I've been playing it from the Alliance side. I've made okay, it a that's point a smart because idea. we play Horde. I have gone and played it from the Alliance side to see, you know, if there's any different, because it'll be different places. There'll be different, you know, story plot lines and, and that kind of thing. So... I, that's been okay. I've reported a couple of bugs. Uh, you know, the one about hitting the the stupid uh, spider dude in in the opening thing, and he didn't lose any health. Um, so, you know, I I don't play a lot of the beta. Haven't played a lot of it. I don't like playing the betas because you know I don't want to spoil the the freshness of it and the newness. Yeah, but um, that's no, fair. But uh, you know, at least we got the date for the pre-patch, which was nice. So we yep. know, and we can plan for that, um, and go level characters when that happens. Yeah, that's going to be the thirteenth, right? Yes. So that'll be really exciting. So it's a week from today where we're uh where we are recording this episode. I'm I'm personally yep. going to try to get as many characters max level as I can. Uh, yeah, apparently it's a lot easier, so we'll see. Took some people like six hours, um, from what Which I heard. Is crazy. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. I, I have the, a, hmm? the really cool thing about that is is you can go wherever you want to. I'm so sick of Grizzly Hills. <laughs> I just don't ever say but that. I, but the music. I've, I, the music's great. I have done it so many times, but That's fair. you know, if I can level the whole experience in in uh, the swamps and Burning Crusades, I'd be cool. Mm -hmm. You know, or I can do the whole leveling experience in in Wrath, uh, you know, in the uh, whatever the other Borean Tundra. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That would be cool if I could do the whole thing there. I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. That you can just switch around and do it wherever you want. Yep. Yep. Well, we will definitely be talking about our uh, reactions on Shadowlands. As you know, we uh, raid uh, live on Twitch.tv slash AlexAlbisu every Wednesday um, at 8 p.m. Eastern with the Filthy Casuals raid team. We'll be doing a lot of streaming then. You can also follow Diddy. He does a lot of the streaming um, playing World of Warcraft as well. If you play and want to follow, yep. head over to Twitch.tv slash DiddyDoesGames. Now the beast beast is back up and running <laughs> yeah that's right all right so um let's talk about the next article here wall man's home workstation is something akin to what you might see in a in a tv control room or a nasa command center surrounded by computer monitors laptops and tablets mayan is putting the finishing touches on a video game that he's been thinking about for years diddy you found this article do you want to kind of tee this one up Okay, so this guy was a um, is a refugee from South Sudan. Um, I, I don't know how much people were up on uh, um, global politics, but South Sudan is not a very nice place. <laughs> it's uh, um, there are a enormous amount of refugees from there from that part of the world, and this guy has created a video game that he is using to fund um, refugee camps for the people from that area, which is just, you know, a, a fantastic way to use a talent that you have to help the world. I mean, you know, the, this was it was it was pretty amazing um completely self-taught never been to school so cool so so uh so great um i think the nonprofit he started uh i think it's based here in dc mm -hmm. uh if i remember correctly from the article and like i said he's using the proceeds from from the video games to uh to help, you know, uh, fund refugee efforts um, yep. from from that part of the world, which is just fantastic. It's nice to see somebody do something nice with the technology, yep. you know, instead of it being about always about the money. That's right. Yeah, he is now located here in the Washington D.C. area, which is where uh, Diddy, Jade Imes, and myself are from. Uh, he is the CEO and founder of Janub. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Janub Games, and the company is getting ready to officially release its marquee product, Salam, as an instant mobile game. And Salam is a high tension runner game that puts the player in the shoes of a refugee. The character is running from people trying to shoot and capture them, and the player needs to keep their characters alive by getting them food, water, and medicine, and eventually lead them to safe ground. What makes Salam? Um, which is an Arabic word that means peace. More than just a game is Mayan's uh, plan to partner with nonprofits so that when players buy food, water, and medicine in the game, they are actually buying those items for people in refugee camps. So this is also... I remember this was highlighted in um, uh, Gamescom maybe about a year ago. Yeah, They talked about like this. That. 
And I remember this guy was on TV and he was talking about it. And I and I agree, just to echo kind of what you were saying, one of the, the coolest things that we t- talk about on this show is the ways that people kind of innovate on what you classically see as a video game. It's not just going to be some shooter or some kind of puzzle game or, or something. People are finding new and better ways to leverage the medium to learn, educate, and provide, in this case, charity to people in need. So I really love what this guy is doing. And as and this article is going to be in the show notes. I encourage people to take a look at this article from CNN and learn a little bit more about what he is doing here in the D.C. area to help refugees um, from his part of the world. So so kudos to that, man. I think that that's, that's wonderful. Um, Diddy, on to the next article. Well, some of us are still struggling to get a hold of a PS5 pre-order. Not me. A gaggle of Japanese YouTubers has already gone hands-on with the hotly anticipated hardware. Thankfully, Sony invited the elite gamers to share images and videos of their first impressions, thus giving a closer look at the next-gen console. So what do we learn? In a nutshell, the PS5 is big, it's quiet, and it's extremely fast. So... Everything that I saw, I read about four or five to ten articles about this. Uh, watched videos. Thing is huge. That it console looks, is yeah, it looks way bigger than I think I anticipated it to be. I didn't realize it was that tall or that big. Um, the other thing was for the video, the gameplay. Holy crap! Is it fast? There, it was seriously instantaneous load times. It was amazing. Um, and I saw one dude holding a microphone up to the console and you couldn't hear it. No fan noise, no worrying. Like my PlayStation four, that thing is unbelievably loud. Uh, you can hear the fan whirring. You can hear the drive going. You can hear everything. Um, just, it looks like a really, really nice console. Uh, I'll say some, some other points from that. Um, uh, one of the things was we got the hard drive, the hard drives, 864, 850, basically in the digital only version. And it's a terabyte in the full version. Oh, in the disc version. Yeah. Um, and the other one was, um, uh, crap. What was the other other thing I wanted to say about that? Does that have something to do with the weird port in the back? No. No, other than there's some bolt and say... Yeah, it's like a bolt. Yeah. Uh, Uh, People are like... Kind of, they're like, they're presumably like, that's how you would access and like add on to storage and such. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Everybody is also like really butthurt about the way that the the way that the PS five looks and how big it is and stuff. I don't know. It still fits in my entertainment stand. I mean, I'm not in any rush to get a PS five, by the way, I'm still in that camp where I'd rather invest my money in a, in a 3080 or something and and hold off on any of the new consoles and, and just focus on a PC gaming experience. Yeah. Um, And and also I I kind of like, I kind of like the spaceship design. I think it looks kind of cool with the lights and the little tiny, uh, x's and o's and triangles and squares and stuff all riddled throughout the design and stuff it's kind of neat i don't know am i alone in that chat 
feel free to chime in. Am I alone in, in thinking that that looks cool? Oh, I don't no, know. I thought it looks cool. cool. And, and there's like a little, um, if you look at the, the, the surface of it, there's like the little exo triangle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's it's, that's what it's I think all is so cool. Into the plastic, it's really cool looking. Yeah, they, it's gorgeous. I think it's a beautiful machine. I, I think actually, it's really I, rad. I really like the aesthetics of both of the machine, the new consoles. I think they're both really. I do too. Yeah, and same on DC says which will be available first, the 3080 or the PS5. Shit, dude. I don't know. Like. That the normal masses could buy the, the 3080. <laughs> I get, I get, um, I get uh, reports from reputable sources on a on a semi, uh, excuse me, on a like a semi daily basis of, hey, 3080s are available. Click this link. Go to the link. They're all gone, <laughs> and They're I feel gone, like missed yeah. it by five it's, minutes. It's freaking it's, wild. You can miss it by seconds. I mean, it's so quick because the company, the people are getting like five. Yeah, so no, I know, and that, okay. that's that's the fucking thing. It drives me crazy, and I just wish we talked about this. The thirty ninety had the same issue. Yeah, you know, like just, just uh, do better. <laughs> I'm a I'm a consumer, and I want one. I'm getting so mad. I'm getting so angry. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah, scalpers, and then people are selling them on eBay for like fifteen hundred. Anyway, we talked about that last episode. No need to regurgitate that. Um, anyway, back to the PlayStation five for a second. I love seeing the bench. No, well, not the benchmark, but, but like the actual gameplay people playing it and it is living up to that hype. I think that's really cool. I can't wait to see what more kind of, um, kind of comes out as far as games go over the years that are really going to push that system to its limits especially some of the exclusives that they have some of my favorite game franchises it's going to be very exciting um and that's not all that uh that we have to talk about as far as ps5 goes uh the ps5 will mark the first time that the x input is the default selection button in japan can you believe that they're finally catching on after 26 years of the circle button being used to confirm selections uh, I was about to go off on a tangent. I'm not going to. I'm going to read the thing. Yeah, go on your tangent. No, no. Go ahead. The, the, the news emerged as part of the um, of a raft of Japanese media PS5 reviews, previews, which covered games, hardware, the DualSense controller, and more. And while the X button has always been Western player selection button, uh, Circle has been used for the past four generations of PlayStation consoles. Yeah, groundbreaking, Sam, on DC in chat, says. Um... <laughs> Like, I feel like the only reason that they kind of did that in the first place was because I, I think like the Nintendo, when the original Nintendo came out, that right side button was the select button, like was the button that you would yep. push to select the thing. And... For some reason, I, I don't know exactly when it shifted. Maybe it was like the Sega Genesis or something like that. Super Nintendo still, and Nintendo still to this day, has the A button on the right side. I've talked about this numerous times on my streams whenever I play a freaking Switch. Uh, it, it drives me crazy that the A button's on the right side. Because <laughs> oh, I'm just oh, used to an is, Xbox. This is one of those things, like switching back and forth between, back and forth between the PlayStation and the Xbox. 
I or the Switch. Oh, oh my God, just yeah. drives me nuts because yeah. I well, I can't tell you how many times in in some game I've hit something like why didn't that work? I know, oh, right? Yeah, wrong console, wrong button, wrong thing. It's yeah, so it's funny. I mean, many, hey, many times, but yeah, I'm glad because I think that it's the same idea. Like, why don't we all just move to Celsius or, uh, or like finding universal modes of communication, like all that is helpful as a society. And I think that as a society of gamers, this is almost an equivalent argument. Um, yeah, we all live such difficult lives. I know this is such a first world problem. Uh, yeah, I realize it's a first world problem, but can we go to the bigger thing here? Yeah. Could we, could, could, could the the hardware manufacturers get together and just please do all the controllers the same way? I don't care what you just pick one. Either put the select button on the right or put it on the bottom. I don't care which one you pick. Just do them all the same. Well, switching back and forth is such a pain in the ass. I don't, I don't, I don't see that as much of a problem because they're all pretty close anyway. A start esque button is always going to be to the right side of the controller right and then the but, select okay with that, one. but like make select the bottom or the right i don't care which one just pick one just yeah i feel like all that's make kind it of the, the same, same. I, I feel like i feel like even now like except except microsoft says on the right and sony's is on the bottom right and this yeah the switch is on the right too and xbox on the oh it's an x on the no, now you gotta go get it i i don't i don't believe you all right, yeah. Oh, so, A is on the bottom. So it's only so it's only the switch that's the other way. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's really Nintendo being Nintendo yeah, and doing their own uh, thing. That's what I'm saying. This is where it uh, all kind of stems from. Um well, and I very much remember first playing PlayStation playing Final Fantasy seven. And that oh, was see the Google's on the bottom too. The yeah, but it's on the right hand side. Well, no, that's like no, they're all on the right. Yeah, but yeah. no. The, the select is on the bottom. Oh, okay. It's yeah, the yeah, bottom yeah. button. So it's only Nintendo that's a pain in the ass as usual. Yeah. No, and the, and they have every right to be. They started this whole thing. You know, all, all the. Yeah, I've just picked up every controller. <laughs> all, all, all three. All, all your controllers. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just drives me a little crazy. I'm glad to see it though. I think that's cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into we have some streaming news. So why don't we talk about that in our full stream ahead? We've sort of skirted around this a couple of times before, but cloud gaming is possibly the biggest trend to emerge from the industry in 2020. With Microsoft's new X Cloud, Amazon's latest Project Luna, and Google's own streaming project, Stadia. Streaming looks ready to elevate the world of gaming to new heights in 2021. So what does the new wave of instant cloud streaming services for games suggest for 2021 and beyond? So I found this, this article pretty interesting. Um, one of the things about this uh, that this, they were saying was that, that this will be the end of disc-based games. I'm all about that. I'm all about that, except for one thing. 
And when somebody lets me lend you a game that I bought, they win. That's that's it. If if Sony says, do you know what? If you buy a game on your PlayStation, if you want to lend it to your buddy across the street, you can't play it anymore, but he can. They win. Yeah, I mean, but I don't ever see that as like a good thing for anybody in the gaming realm. I've handed you discs to play. No, no, no. I've handed me like that's great for me. But as a but as like a as a company, I don't ever see that as like a good thing for them. Right. Like they want to be making their money by selling their stuff. There are ways around it. I'd say, you know, you can lend it to two people and then you can't lend it anymore. I mean, I guess I, I, I would rather, and I'm with Sam on DC. I, I'd pay, I'd pay money for a library of games per month, like what Game Pass is. Oh, and absolutely. Ha- rather yeah. have that not even be a problem. Yeah, you See, know I, what I, mean? I, I think that's more the future is subscription services. Subscription services yeah. are going to be like Netflix. It's going to be just like, like Netflix or HBO Go or or all those services that we have now, Hulu, um, you're going to subscribe to a game uh, service. I just wish we have this problem with cable. We have this problem with TV and streaming services now. We have this problem with music services now. There are just too freaking many of them to keep track of. Yeah. It's just, can't, you know, we're, we're back to, everybody hated cable because they made you get, you know, 300 channels. But, you had one place to go for those 300 channels. Now you've got, you know, 50 places to go for five channels each. It's just, it, it makes it really difficult. And I think it makes it really hard for somebody new to break into the market. Yeah. And that's something that uh, Sam's doing a good job providing context in chat. He says, you know, smaller developers could get better exposure with a, subscription-based kind of approach there um if they tag along with somebody else but if they're trying to break in their own on their own i don't know man there's a there's a there's a fervor for that sort of game in like it it, it, in the gaming realm right like people will pay for a service and specifically look for like the indie titles i'm kind of one of those people i love playing some of the smaller team games that, you know, people put together because they end up being these crazy sleeper hits that are like really, really good. They are. There's, there's some indie games that I've played that I've absolutely loved. Yeah. I thought they were, were fantastic. Yeah. I've uh, downloaded a bunch of uh, great indie games available on game passes with Sam on DC says, ah. yeah. that's kind of where I, that's kind of how I feel about it too. Honestly. And like I said, if they can, if they can, you know, Title jump on game. board with one of those big companies. That's great. If they want to sort of, but you have to get on board with one of those big companies. Yeah. that uh, And that's, that in itself is a risk for a lot of people and I get it. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I think that we'll continue to see that evolve over the years, just like we have this evolution of game pass and subscription gaming services. Yeah. So I think that I see we, it as, as a real positive in the right direction. It just needs to explicitly be so is kind of the way I see it. Yeah, we and we've talked about this um, ad nauseum uh, before, but 
I absolutely see this as the last console released by these companies, at least oh, with agree. the horsepower that these have. The next it's time it's a it's a stream box. Yeah. Yep. All thin clients. A thin client box that's set somewhere. And you'll be able to have multiple ones that you can sit on different TVs and Yeah, and, and by the way, that prediction of mine comes at the same with well, with the expectation that they're going to have a higher horsepower PlayStation 5 come out, a higher horsepower Xbox Series X come out. Like, all that will happen. But when they're ready to announce the PlayStation 6, it's not going to be a PlayStation 6. It's going to be a stream box. Unless PlayStation yeah. just continues to not really innovate in that regard, which I've given them shit about on this show. Um. Well, if you'd like to comment on any of the news items that we talked about today, you can do so by emailing joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Friends, I have a video game to talk about. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were. Surprised. All right, so I want to share with you guys a game that I played on stream here in on Thursday. Okay, so before I jump into that, a uh, quick uh, announcement if you are interested in watching me piss my pants live here on stream i encourage you to be a part of the rest of the crowd that comes every thursday at epm eastern here at twitch.tv slash alex where i stream a scary game played some little nightmares that was awesome um i played some hellblade that was really cool but i have to say a big highlight for me was playing resident evil 2 so Resident Evil 2 is a game that I always wanted to play back in the day. I never really took the time to play it. Um, and what I've started to do in the month of October is set up the stream to do like scary alerts. So anytime that somebody subs, follows, or, or uh, sends bits, it's going to scare me. <laughs> and so when I, and so that's, that's been really fun kind of giving the folks in chat an opportunity to scare me now i've that's kind of backfired a bit uh be, on on my side because it literally <laughs> scares like the piss out of me i end up uh, uh you know getting in quite a predicament and i'm stressed out and people are sending scary alerts left and right and it's really it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun for everybody's sake but resident evil 2 is very scary great zombie game love this game um First of all, it's come a long way from the Resident Evils of the past. The The movement and everything is way more modern day. You're not dealing with the tank movement sort of mechanics. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. The combat is still very, very challenging. Um, I, uh, you know, you can't really just shoot them in the head and they die. The zombies take numerous hits. Your bullets are very scarce. So uh, that was a really great challenge. And there are some good puzzles in there. It's dark. It's spooky. And the characters are uh, genuinely really good. Uh, the story is really, really good. So I have very much enjoyed playing this game. Also, what's been really fun, as I mentioned, we have a live audience kind of joining me. There's a lot of people that have played this game and have um, said, you know, like we're providing me some good feedback, some good ideas on things to you know do look out for ways to progress in the game which i don't mind at all i don't mind any of the backseat gaming that gave me that that was and and right there if you're watching live on twitch you just saw me kind of get scared from that zombie grabbing me that was a lot of fun but the, but people were were genuinely like 
oh, uh, I can't wait for him to come up to the part that's next. And that got me extra scared. So that was really fun. Getting scared this time of year and playing scary games is always a highlight for me. So playing this game has been a real blast. I will be continuing to stream this over the next coming week or so. So you can watch me play uh, scary games live here at twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu and, uh, and be a part of the fun as well. Um, so my thoughts on Resident Evil 2 is that it is a great action horror game that I think everybody should play if they have any interest at all in the zombie sort of genre. Um, because there's good puzzles, good action, um, good blood, gory, you know, people getting their brains eaten out and stuff like that, that you want to see in a zombie game, uh, and, and a nice dark gritty setting to, to set it all in the right, in the right way. Um, so that's my thoughts on resident evil Two. I'll also put the, the video on demand up on, on our YouTube. Um, you could just search for Alex Albisu on YouTube and, and you'll see part one of that gameplay. Up on there. It's one of those games I just I've always wanted to play and just never got around to playing. It is so fun. And it's really challenging. It it's even I'm playing it on like the easiest setting, and it's still pretty challenging. Just from a a resource perspective, right? Because that's the sort of game where you jump in with 10 bullets and you have to make those bullets last. You find bullets here and there. And you need to hold on to those bolts because there's some fucking monster down the, the hallway where you're going to need to use like 80% of those bullets to take it out. And God forbid another zombie kind of starts walking up to you. Uh, there's a lot of resource management that you have to take into consideration and a limited inventory space. So uh, that's really, really cool. Um, plus, I was talking to... Uh, I got some good tips from our friend, John Jagger. Uh, I had a good interview with him on the dad Chronicle that just released today. And he's going to be a dad. Very, very much a surprise, but very exciting. And this was one of his favorite games. And he said, if you're going to play this game, don't be afraid to use your bullets. Always con combine the green and red herbs. And I forgot what the third thing was. So that's, oh, use the map, <laughs> use the map, which I did all three of those things. I had a great time. I had a great time. So Resident Evil 2, everybody. Highly recommend it. I give it like a solid 9 out of 10. Solid 9 out of 10. Yeah. It, so. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to be a show for us tonight. So friends, thanks for hanging out. Let's go ahead and clap it out, guys. Everybody watching live over at twitch.tv slash Alex thank you so much for doing so. We are here live every Monday at 8 Eastern. Um, and if you'd like to contact this show, you can do so by emailing joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Head over to joystickandmouse.com and make sure you are subscribed to your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss a single episode if you don't catch us live here. Also, this is something that's kind of cool. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating if you enjoy the show uh, because we are trying to get the word out, and if you let your friends know, they can come be part of the live show. It's going to be a big party in here, so please do that. Um, so that's it from me and, uh, Diddy, why don't you say so long? See you later, folks. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful night. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>